March 23rd, Luke chapter 5, verse 29, through chapter 6, verse 11. Soon, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests were there. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples, Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call sinners to turn from their sins, not to spend my time with those who think they are already good enough. The religious leaders complained that Jesus' disciples were feasting instead of fasting. John the Baptist's disciples always fast and pray, they declared. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are yours always feasting? Jesus asked, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Some day he will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment, for then the new garment would be torn, and the patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. The new wine would burst the old skins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be put into new wineskins. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the fresh and the new. The old is better, they say. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples broke off heads of wheat, rubbed off the husks in their hands, and ate the grains. But some Pharisees said, You shouldn't be doing that. It's against the law to work by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus replied, Haven't you ever read in the Scriptures what King David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God, ate the special bread reserved for the priests alone, and then gave some to his friends. That was breaking the law, too. And Jesus added, I, the Son of Man, am master even of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath day, a man with a deformed right hand was in the synagogue while Jesus was teaching. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees watched closely to see whether Jesus would heal the man on the Sabbath, because they were eager to find some legal charge to bring against him. But Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand here where everyone can see. So the man came forward. Then Jesus said to his critics, I have a question for you. Is it legal to do good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing harm? Is this a day to save life, or to destroy it? He looked around them one by one, and then said to the man, Reach out your hand. The man reached out his hand, and it became normal again. At this, the enemies of Jesus were wild with rage and began to discuss what to do with him. Chapter 12, verse 1, near the end of the verse. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There are a couple of things said here as a means to running. 
It says, lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us. Not just sins. Don't just lay aside sins to run this race. Lay aside every other weight that gets in your way. What this says is, don't just ask, what's wrong with it? Don't just ask, is it a sin? That's about the lowest question you can ask in life. So what, well, preacher, what question should I ask if it's not, is it a sin? And the answer is, does it help me run? That's the answer. Does it get in my way when I'm trying to become more patient, more kind, more gentle, more loving, more holy, more pure, more self-controlled? Does it get in my way or does it help me run? Look to Jesus and lay aside sins for sure and lots of other stuff too. And a little voice is going to say, this looks like a lot of loss and not much gain. At that point, open your Bible to Hebrews 12, 2. And look at how Jesus in Gethsemane said, tomorrow morning is going to be a lot of loss. This is going to be mega loss at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. In fact, it's going to happen all night long. I will never sleep again before I die. And it's going to hurt like hell, literally. How did he do that? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So the answer is, yes, it's going to be loss. But I promise you, on the authority of God's word, the Christian life is gain. Say to the flesh and say to Satan, the sufferings of this life are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to me. And so... I will lay aside every weight and I will lay aside every sin and I will run with Jesus. Psalm 66, verses 1 through 20. Come and praise. He invites the whole world to praise the Lord because God loves the world and sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. When you know Jesus as your Savior, you have something to sing about. But do not do it alone. Share the praise. Come and see. This brief review of Israel's history mentions the Exodus, the conquest of Canaan, and the nation's times of trial. When you go through testing in the will of God, keep in mind that the same God who brings you in will see you through and make you better for having been in the furnace. We're invited here in Psalm 66 to come and sacrifice. Have you ever made promises to God when you've been in the furnace of suffering? Did you keep those promises? When the test was over, did you praise God for what you learned? And we're invited to come in here. David wanted to tell others that God answers prayer. Worship should lead to witness to the glory of God. The Lord and David say, Come, 